0: Embark.
1: Uh yeah. Last night. So Faggs lived the frustration of it. That was really clear. And it, it's probably as graphic a moment as we've seen in a I coach's box all him. year when Jack mm. Payne gave away the silly 50-meter penalty is the Lions had any number of shots. It was a weird game because Sydney should have had a bigger lead heading to yeah. halftime and then the Lions should have blown it out of the park. But for all of that, it was sort of vaguely in the balance. What
2: did you make of um, Faggs' comments after the game? I felt like we were a 16. Seven-goal better team than them. We had more opportunity, but it almost didn't take into account. And he said, with respect to Sydney, you have a real go. It almost didn't take into account that they had the ten repeat inside fifties in the second quarter, first half of the second quarter, mm. and it reaped only one goal. One. I, I thought that was their. Mo- we felt that was their moment then and there. That they could have, they could have put up a twenty-point-ish lead in that time. They didn't. They defended well. Brisbane and that was their chance that was their shot to change the style of the game that Brisbane were going to throw at them.
0: Sydney had their own ill discipline though they had their own issues with free kicks and 50s against it so it could easily have made that which you did John Longmore in the aftermath as well because it was the same as last week those free goals from free kicks came back to get them again.
2: I was really disappointed in the Light free kick from Tom Papley Mm. in the centre circle, just a draped hand over the shoulder. One possession out wide, bang goal. And, yeah, it just – I think I've given away more free kicks than anyone in the history of the game. (laughs) Um, But I tried to get value for money. (laughs) So if they got up, they might have been a little cloudy as to the next target. That was a nothing free kick. And it was like, I want to be angry. I want to do something to you, but I'm not allowed to. But I'll just give you what a draped uh, hand around the neck. That's nothing. You either. just risk
3: too much money these days. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just can't do it. <laughs> can't. But I think what Fage was referring to was they kicked, They had 11 more scoring shots in the end. Yep. And I think Zach Bailey, did he kick two through, Uh And missed a couple from sort of in front. He could have really sunk the slipper in, but the game, as it was on Thursday night, it's a game of momentum now, and if mm-hmm. you don't take your chances when you get that momentum, mm-hmm. and I reckon it's probably formed over the last 18 to 24 months in footy, that it's so much more difficult to stop momentum than 10 years ago. That's that's worth a, a mini discussion on another time, the momentum
2: game. Why do we get so many momentum swings, more so ever than, than ever before in the history of our game momentum is everything in a game. And with two teams at different ends of the ladder, when they come out, the bad team, who's won one for the year or two for the year, will get their 20, 30 minutes of momentum swing. How does that happen now? It used to be if you were 16th team on the ladder playing first, you never got momentum. You might have got a couple of goals, but you never had momentum. How do they get it?
3: I don't know. If, if someone knew and did a study on mm. it, I think many of people tried to study is momentum over here. Is it the 666 helps or? Well, the... the way that you've got to set up now and coaches have gone away from throwing extra numbers behind the ball and and things like that so but I think where it really comes from is equalization and the competitions has got more equal than probably what it's ever been the last 24 months and you see a team on the bottom of the ladder can come out and beat a team pretty much on the top of the ladder so it's an interesting time and uh, we played Port Adelaide Thursday night and They're the hot team at the moment, but it's June. So who knows what it's going to look like in September. So you've already put a rider on it. (laughs) You're trying
2: to play the mental game already. A
3: a little bit, but (laughs) I think this year any team sort of – there's probably eight teams that can really win it if they get their list healthy and they get a good run at it. So uh, we're outside the eight, so maybe there's a team or two inside the eight that can't win it because I'm factoring us into it. (laughs) 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 We'll just – we'll wait and see, but – it feels as open as it's ever been. And, you know, you go to the bottom of the ladder where North Melbourne and possibly throw out West Coast, but North Melbourne, the last month, they could have won any of those four games. Mm. And they've been playing really good football. So I think it's exciting for the fans. And the Mighty Hawks, they're winning games. You must be kicking yourself
2: at your left. <laughs> <laughs> they are playing well, though. They are. They're, uh, a go- they're playing to what they want, as their style. But anyway, that's another story. Yep. So –
1: it would have been a big week at Brisbane as you can't have two senior players. One one a real fabric player and the other brought in sort of purpose in Richon and, and Gunston. I feel like we sort of lived that with Fagues a bit last night. It is, this is sort of high-end stress while they grapple. They know they're in the premiership window and they're not playing the footy that they expected to for the time
3: being. Uh, and that sort of was etched all over his face. Yeah, it would have been an interesting week because I think as a coach, and Ken's doing a little bit of of it now with Jonas and then Burton but as a coach the last thing you want to be doing is dropping those fabric players or players that have had a decorated career and I'm not sure how it all unfolded and um, I know personally speaking to Jack that he wants to be playing better football and he's and it's hard as a forward and I'm sure Derm found it when you move to a new club they move the ball differently you're relying on people up the field to get you the ball more so than Dunkley going into the side that he actually just goes and wins his own ball so Yeah, it's interesting, but I I actually think it's not a bad ploy that Brisbane are doing right now. They know they're right in the window. They know they're one of the teams that are going to be there right at the end of the year. If they can get Jack firing, get him fit, uh, and inject him late in the season, then that's going to be a huge bonus for them. But probably what I was most impressed with last night with Brisbane, when you see a couple of older blokes come out, you see a couple of younger blokes come in. And uh, I thought Fletcher was really impressive, and if he can get going, and he looks like a forward of centre player on the wing, more so than a back of centre player, so he can influence. And he, he's
2: exactly we made mention of this. He's exactly what they need for the future. Someone who runs the lines because they're 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 almost overstocked with beasts who will win the ball for you at stoppage in tight. They need people who can run past.
3: Yeah, and then you get is it Coleman off? Was it, it's Coleman? It? Coleman, yeah, Coleman off the back line. He was super impressive last night. But uh, the other one was Loman. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and I just thought he added a different dimension to their forward line. He had a little bit of grit in him. You saw every time Sydney made a mistake, he was the first one over. Had a little bit of derm in him, I think. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. But he missed set shots, did he? He did miss set shots. So did he have a bit of you in him, or...? Oh, I didn't (laughs) (laughs) see. No, but I, I... you lose a couple of older blokes, but they certainly inject some energy and some spark into that side, and they just looked like a different side.
0: Are we right? Can we gloss over the fact that the two players walked in and said, don't pick me this week, I'm, I'm not up to it? I mean, is that you two play that you still I play? never but, fell for it. I, never, that, I that, never bought in. Has I that never ever, bought it. ever that, happened before?
2: I was on with Dwayne during the week, and I said, what are the odds? Never in 120 years of AFL football have we had a player go to the coach and go, look, I'm not going real well. You should drop me. I've played 250 so far, but you should drop me. What are the odds getting two? Just do it in the one week and – not prompting each other. Because it was I, never on the plate. The, I sort the... of look
0: at the, both of those guys, especially Jack, and I, I see a guy immense pride of performance. Like You don't achieve what he's achieved if you don't have self-confidence, self-belief and the ability to back yourself in, even when times are apparently at their darkest. I just couldn't imagine him going in and saying, Fags, not for me this well, week. Well,
2: it, it was a lovely way of the coach to take the hit for a nice letdown of two wonderful, wonderful players at this stage of their career to have them dropped out of the team and it made sense even though even though it, they were dropped it made sense what he said about the rehabilitation of their
3: bodies and going about it in this in this manner. I think you're finding it more and more with how coaches are handling older players um, and they don't necessarily have to be a year or two from finishing but even sort of from 26 27 onwards that the old adage was you dropped, you go and play twos mm. and you work your way back into the form. Where a lot of players now and coaches and all that have figured out that a lot of form sometimes has to do with fatigue or... So now they'll drop a player out of the side and they'll rest him for two weeks. Mm. And you come back and you get a better product than just sending him back to the twos and that's trying That's understanding to your man though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I think mm. they haven't said it publicly like that, but I think that's how coaches are going along the lines of if we can get him out rest him mm. get some sp- maybe his speed dropped off a fair bit because he is fatigued or little nuances that we don't understand about every individual and you get that right then you see a better product
2: so we we discussed daniel rich last night and to me it's at this stage a wonderful wonderful competitor brilliant kick of the footy but he's a kicking defender he's not a he's not a defending type backman so his spot will go to Kadeen Coleman. And as long as Kadeen Coleman stays fit, I can't see Daniel Rich, two of those similar style players in the back line. Gunston's the interesting one because he's never been purely explosive, but he's clever. He's smart. He marks the ball. He can get on a lead. Now, what you have with, with Brisbane is two key forwards, six foot six, who play not like your typical bear in the square key forward. They lead up the ground. Danaher loves running towards the ball carrier and running little arcs and the likes. But he's a leading forward. He plays like a um, six-foot-two key forward-ish type and he likes to jump and all those things. Hipwood likes a one-out and likes to lead into position. Do you think of how many times last mm. night he led to position to receive the ball without contact? And then you've got Charlie Cameron, who loves the goal square, will lead as well, but will run back into space. So if Jack Gunston's in the same forward line, you've got three other contending Players that have played the bulk of their career in this forward line, in this style, that know all the gaps when they appear with somebody, one of their teammates, long-term teammates with the ball. So Jack's having to work out, where's the fourth place I can run to to be dangerous? And he probably is going there, but they ain't kicking it there. Because there's three other options that have emerged on most occasions where those players upfield with the ball, expect a teammate to be so it's a very difficult world for him to come into he we, we look at it and say right McStay's out Gunston in that's probably a better for, for, for better situation it isn't and it's because McStay's a stand underneath the pl- a ball type player he doesn't really lead all that hard he's your grunt player who will take some heat Jack's never been that player he's a clever player who will massage the game around him to open up spaces little channels to lead into turn his man around in traffic. And quite frankly, if you turn your man around in traffic, it's Charlie going to beat you back to the goal square. It's not Jack beating Charlie to get there. So it's a difficult world for him to navigate now how to slot into that forward line, regardless of how crafty, clever and how much
0: forward craft he has.
1: Two incidents last night, Sam. Both reports. Just step us through them.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we uh, you look at round 14, round 13 hasn't even had its full stop yeah. yet. We've got an appeals board hearing on Monday for James Sisley, of course. So, I mean, Bill Murray's Grand Og Day had, had nothing on this. So, we got another one last night, and it's Jared Berry reported for rough conduct. It was the tackle on Will Haywood. My first assessment on this one is oh, I think he might actually be okay, which is in the vast, vast minority of cases this year. What are, you're keeping a tab on this. We're up to 23. 21 suspensions. Suspended, and so and two have got off. Two off and one pending, obviously, with Sicily. Yeah. So clearly when you go up potentially, in Jared Berry's case, to defend yourself, the odds are stacked against you. But when you look at this one on Will Hayward, both his arms are free upon the point of hitting uh, the Gabba turf, which we know he's big. No arms are, are pinned when he does hit the deck. And I think Will Hayward does contribute a reasonable degree to the momentum and the rotation of this tackle. There's a bit of berries almost just hanging on for mine. Um, So there was that one. And then there's Sam Wicks, which cannot be explained. Only he can explain it, opting, obviously, to leave the ground. Heavy hit and a high hit on Ryan Lester. He was reported in the moment. Run it through the table, Jared. Careless, medium impact, under the potential, perhaps, for... For greater injury, potential for injury, so you would think low, given the fact that he did play on Ryan Lester after a moment on the on the deck and high contact. So that that would be a week under that um, under that criteria. In, in the case of any intentional strike, the consideration is always given to you know distance from the ball, behind the play, all those sort of things. Very rare for something like this to be intentional. So I, I see it careless, medium. And on high, which would be a week. A week. Yep. Does
2: stupidity come into it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> which I think he probably deserves a week on on its own. Yeah. It was...
2: He put up the you know the the two palms towards the aggressor. I give up. I surrender. He almost went into that motion before he actually struck him. <laughs> he's, hmm. he's made the strike, turned around to the umpire and put up the, I surrender, it oh, was an accident, and then puts his hand down and goes, are you okay? Are just you a okay? brain. I didn't
0: mean yeah. that. I a brain fade. That. I'm not sure, yeah. Isaac, well, you coached, aren't you, instructed the bumper bar in those situations, perhaps to stop the given goes? I'm just trying to think what would yeah, possibly I'll, have been going
3: on. I'm not sure a bumper <laughs> bar could be the defence case, but... I guess as the face of the tribunal this year, you uh, are on the pamphlet. So <laughs> we did go back through the guidelines today, and Isaac
1: Smith's image is on the front of it.
3: Uh, it was just for poor old Wixie, It was just clumsy, wasn't uh. it? It just not sure what was happening. But by the sounds of it, you're saying that Will Haywood might have contributed. Are you saying that he? Oh, this is the dangerous to, yeah, tackle. Tried to ride the free kick. Is oh, that what you were? saying? I thought there was a flavour of that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt that Haywood's
2: that feet keep moving to run and he goes in that circle. Hey, you're out there. Park, park this case for one <laughs> moment. No, talk- no,
1: I want to come back to that at 12. All I right. want to do this well, conversation yeah, properly. I right. think it's worth asking. So the first layer is Michael Christian doesn't have to lay a charge here. The report is made, yep. but it's up to the MRO to determine whether it actually hits the parameters of the dangerous tackle and then How did beyond you that. See? How did you uh, Well, the arms aren't pinned. I-, I think there's no doubt that Barry... It's the excessive rotation. He takes him to ground. I just don't know. I think we're in such a mess uh, here that – so the arms aren't pinned, and that's been used as one of the key um, disqualifiers or not. Split-second
0: duty of care is the phrase that keeps yeah, coming back.
1: there's no split-second duty of care, but it's actually whether – is this actually a reportable mm. dangerous tackle? And I think th- this is where we're right in the middle trying to peel them away, and I honestly think we didn't – I think we shouldn't be here but this is where Mm -hmm. we are. So we'll come back to that at 12. Clean bill
0: of health injury was as well. Nick Blakey obviously slid head and shoulder into that uh, point post. He was fine. Uh, And Jack Payne obviously had his issues. We'll get to later that uh, so enraged Chris Fagan. But he had that ankle issue came on and off a couple of times in the end. Played out the game, but no guarantees for next week. We're here as well. Okay, we're due
1: in Brisbane next. The Friday night wrapper is for the Stack Team app, the ultimate in team management. The Lions by 18 points over the Swans last night. And then we'll get to Thursday night's events in Adelaide, Port over Geelong.